0: let's get started with your host the magical creator of discover your spiritual gifts violet rain
1: hi everyone welcome to sacred magic podcast i'm your host violet rain and my guest today is charles cox Charles has been involved with new age and new thought movements since he was a young man. He is the founder of the Denver Psychic Development Meetup Group and a retired spiritualist minister. He believes that everyone has psychic gifts. His classes offer a creative path to uncovering the natural psychic and intuitive skills each of us has. Welcome, Charles.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: I I'm so excited. Now, I'm going to warn all of our audience listeners out there, me and Charles can talk for hours. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, I think after 24 hours Zoom will hang up on us. I think that's how that works. So and and frankly you and I are both on a computer, so we can both access um Uber Eats. If this just goes on for hours, eventually I'll have to open the door and let someone in with with pizza or something else, but oh yeah baby, you and I, we are both chatty Cathy's.
1: We are. We love, we love talking and chatting with each other. Charles was the first person I found when I moved to Denver in 2011. And what makes this an interesting relationship was I had just studied in Casadega, which was a spiritual camp for over three years in Florida. So spiritualism and the approach to learning your psychic gifts and mediumship and all that was pretty um, connected to me. I really was drawn to it. So finding Charles, who was a spiritual minister that was teaching similar to what I had been learning was it felt like home the first time I went to his class and got to bend a fork with my mind. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Bend a fork with your mind and flame readings and all kinds of cool stuff. I, I couldn't wait to go to class and be able to participate in his classes. So I'm so glad that we've stayed connected all these years. That's been a long time, Charles, 2011. I know. <laughs> That's going to date us a little bit.
2: You and I were both, what, 19, 20 then? It was, yeah.
1: <laughs> right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And creating such creative classes, you know, you talk about everyone has psychic gifts. So talk to us a little bit about what you mean for those that do not believe that they're connected.
2: So um, I, one of the things for me about discovering, being on a spiritual path, opening up your psychic abilities is a mind shift. There's a healing of a belief that we have that I think all of us have naturally that we are separate from. And so <clears throat> some uh, some lines of thinking for developing your spiritual gifts are about um, like chasing them down, almost as though uh, the abilities themselves are some kind of uh, prey, right? So the your psychic ability, your intuition, uh, your healing abilities are hiding from you. Like you have to go hunt them down and <laughs> tie them up, and <laughs> you know make them your bitch, basically, right? So what what my approach has always been that we are all born with this. Now, whether you agree with that, hear me out. I think we're all born with this. And this is one of the ways that we navigate the world. We navigate the world with our feeling senses. But we also have to um, use our hearing and our eyes and our touch and our, you know. And um, so we end up turning down, just like a volume on a radio, we turn down our intuition. So a lot of the exercises that I do a lot of the classes that I offer are simply about turning the volume back up. So making that an analogy, healing that in your mind that you're not trying to find something that's running away from you, but that something that's already a natural part of you, I hope brings some access to you, that we have these things. Now, I know some people would like you know, to have it happen like this, but it didn't happen like that when you were a kid. You're born into this world. Little kids are wide open. Generally, they learn how to turn it down. So, as an adult, we're just learning how to turn it back up and to be on that path. So, I believe that everyone has these gifts. That, to me, is also important because then it's not um, it's not an ego-driven thing about oh, I have these gifts. I have this connection to spirit. We all have a connection to spirit, right? And just from a personal thing, I'm frustrated sometimes in people's um, desire to want to hand over their power, right? I I'm not connected. I can't get answers to this, but I'll let the great guru, and great guru, tell me who to marry or what job to take or where to live. I, my, you know, I I know that you do readings as well, and I'd be happy to and interested to hear your input on this. When I connect in with the other side, the other side doesn't care where you live, right? You're in Denver and you say to me, I think I'm going to move to Kuala Lumpur. (laughs) (laughs) right? You and your husband, you're thinking, we're going to move to Dallas, right? It's just, and because we came here to live, we came here first to incarnate into these bodies and we have lessons to learn. And the lessons to learn are not location driven. If I pack all my stuff up in my car and drive to Tucson tomorrow, I will also pack up in my car all of my karmic lessons that need to be learned. And the universe will conspire to bring all of those lessons into focus as much into focus in Tucson, Arizona, as it would in Denver, Colorado, or Kansas City, Missouri, or New York City or Kuala Lumpur. And so um, I think to just get back to your, your original question, I think a lot of my my ministry and a lot of my teaching is about demystifying this. You have this, and if you can heal your sense of separation, then you might have more access to it. My the ability to tune in and get answers. You know, in a perfect world, uh, you and I would be unemployed because nobody would need a medium. They would just connect into the other side and they'd get the answers they need. Yay. I would love to be, I'd love to put myself out of work. And so the classes I teach, I'm always about, I want to connect people up. You get the answers. How do you feel about that? And uh, for the most part, I've had a lot of success and good response in, in that approach to this subject.
1: Well, you know, spirit for me, or what my experience has been is everybody's connected, but they may put a different label on it. My gut tells me. The hair on my arm is standing up. So that means blah, blah, blah to me. Well, what do you what do you think you're connecting into? We might put a different word, a different label to it. We may not lean into it as our psychic gifts, but that is what that is. That is that guidance. And, you know, as a reader, as a person that develops readers, as a person that sets standards for readers, <clears throat> what I tell everyone is spirit's not going to tell you what to do. It yeah. is not. You that's have free that's choice. That's right. You're going to choose and they're going to help you along the way, but it is your choice. Now, <clears throat> they're not going to say you need to divorce your husband and go over here. You need to take that job or you need to. They're just not going to do that because it's about your experience and what you choose. Now, there's another side to this that I've experienced. I lived in Denver probably 30 years ago. I moved here, lived here for about seven years. Excuse me. And when I left, I said, I'm never going back to Denver. Not because I didn't like the people. I don't like snow and I don't (laughs) like cold. And when I left here, I said, I'm never coming back. And I moved to Florida and spent 10 years in Florida (sighs) And then my life got interrupted and my daughter's like, move back to Colorado. And I'm like, I am not moving to Colorado. And Spirit's (laughs) like, you need to go to Colorado. And I'm like, I'm not going to Colorado. I moved to San Diego. I fought, dug my heels in and Spirit turned my life upside down to the point that I didn't have another choice, but to come back to Colorado And I came here kicking and screaming and looked at my daughter and said, I'll be here two weeks and then I'm out of here. And that's in 2011. Now, did I have a choice? Yeah. Did they want me here for a purpose? Did I have a divine contract to open, discover your spiritual gifts and be a spiritual leader in Denver? I believe that I did. And I probably would have done it sooner if I would have came when they actually told me or guided me or I was instinctively drawn that, Hey, your next move is Denver to go back. I probably would have done it a lot sooner. However, as I tell people you can take the short road or the long road, but you're going to get there one way or the other, they're going to keep kind of guiding you till you find your way. Um, but I also believe people should be empowered. I want to give you tools so that you can be empowered to live your life the way that you want to. I want to teach you how to use them. I want to give you, I mean, you come for a reading for me. I'm going to give you homework. That's what me I too. do.
2: Me too. <laughs> this is what I want you to work on, right?
1: This is what you get to do for the next few weeks. You come and see me and I'm going to give you something to work on because life is work it's not it's not an easy space it's about our evolution and about the work that we do so i agree with charles i think we're born with it i think we turn it off turn it down and then at some point we want to reactivate or open it or reconnect and it didn't you know you shut it down i mean if you tell spirit you're afraid you're scared you don't want to be connected they honor your wish
2: honest your to god
1: wish is our command and then you're like oh that's that's my that's my divine navigation system it's the thing that makes life a lot easier when you kind of know should i does this feel good does this feel bad is this safe If you really think about it, those six senses are kind of a navigation. They're helping you navigate all the energies because just because you're spiritual, just because you're a spiritual leader, doesn't mean you don't have challenges and obstacles and that you don't cry and you don't bleed and you don't have all the challenges that regular people have because we do. Uh, we just use our tools to get through them a little faster than the normal person because they're like, okay, you preach this. So now step into the shoes.
2: Well, because we've developed that, right? We, I, I'm, I, I think, you know, I've been involved with this since I was a young man. And I think if I just let myself be honest, that part of my initial interest in um, metaphysics for sure was that I was, uh, growing up in a kind of a tough home. And I thought if I could just, uh, think the right thoughts or say the right words that I could fix that. And what I found over time is that saying the right words and doing the right things and having the right feelings are all important, but inherent in that, like 12 year old boy, I think he thought that would buffer him from life. It doesn't buffer anybody. So when folks, you know, are interested in being on the spiritual path after they've gotten beat up, they're like, I want it to make the pain go away. Well, it probably won't make the pain go away, but it gives, it it puts things into perspective. The whole spiritual path for me is a context issue, right? The idea of, so when we, when I talk about you feel separate from your spiritual gifts, the truth is I'm talking about a higher Uh, psychological thing that we all experience which is that we are separate from and so when you're on a spiritual path and you don't feel separate from then there's a healing that goes on i'm not separate from life and life has ups and downs life has victories and you know the abc thing the uh, thrill of victory and the agony of defeat right I don't know anyone who's my age or even as old as you are, Violet, who doesn't, you know, <laughs> who, who hasn't had the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. They are, they are more rounded, better people. Nobody, I'm not saying you embrace the agony of defeat, but the spiritual path puts all of that into context. Life is up and down. Left is li- life is left and right. It's good and bad, right? And so all of that on a higher level then trickles down into the psychic stuff, right? You're not, you're not separate from this. And when we're not paying attention, the people that, that tickle me the most, they are paying attention, but they're not paying attention in the right ways. So this is how it looks almost always. Ooh, I knew that was gonna happen. Bad marriage, bad business decision, bad job, bad move. Ooh, I knew that was gonna happen. I have to fight myself every time to say, then why did you do it, right? If, if spirit was so clear, don't do this. Don't marry him. Don't move to that city. Don't buy that car, right? And you're like, ooh, I knew that was going to happen. And when I laugh with people about this, I'm like, you just need to give that voice some credibility. So when there is that little thing in your, you know, that little feeling in your gut. Your hair standing up right on your arms or the back of your neck. You have to give that some credibility. You have to give that some value, some weight in the decision. If nothing else, just so you're going in eyes wide open. But they were going in eyes wide open too. Spirit said, don't do that.
1: you know, I think one of the big things when people are stepping into their gifts is trust, right? Mm -hmm. They're getting the information, they're getting the messages, but do they trust it? And then there's this other side, right? There's this human side. And I think all of us have that. Even me as a reader, and I'm going to speak for me, spirit's talking to me all the time. It's giving me directions, it's letting me know what to do, but my human side is like, Really? is that really what I want to do? Is that really what I'm supposed to do? Do I really need to listen to that? Am I supposed to do that? And there's this element that if you really want something, as I tell people, if you're emotionally attached to the outcome and you really want something, I think you can maneuver messages and see things that may not be accurate because oh I want to move to San Francisco but I've heard San Francisco like four times so that much I think we can create Uh. that because we're powerful beings so sometimes I will go and sit in front of a reader like Charles which I've done on many occasions and I go sit and he goes Violet what do you want to talk about today and I'm like um just tell me what I need to know the real answer is is I want him. I want to see if he's going to tell me what I've been hearing that I'm questioning whether that's the right answer versus Charles. I've been being told this, and what do you get right? Because right. then I've influenced spirit, and I tell my guy, it's okay. I'm going in. I want confirmation, but I'm I'm just going to say, what do you what do you what are you getting for me today? A hundred percent of the time I get confirmation. <laughs> oh, that's exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. But we're I, human, right? There's I'm that sure you, human aspect.
2: I'm sure you've had this experience as a reader. And I'll, this, is, this is a real true story. It happened in the last like six months. I have a phone reading with a woman. Um, we connect on phone. First thing, her mother is standing there and... This is the message. This is what's on mom's mind. There's silence on the phone. And then I can hear that she's crying. And then she says to me, I am so angry. She goes, you're like the fifth psychic that's told me this. Now, here's what I'm doing because I am human, right? I am quickly going back to my calendar to look at her name. And because I'm thinking, have we met, right? So I, I asked her, I said, Sally, have we met? And she says, no, I don't. You were a friend of a friend told me to you know contact you okay so if i'm the fi- if i'm the fifth psychic in a row to give you the same message not after talking to you for an hour on the phone but we're like at minute seven <laughs> right I, I i don't i don't want to be disrespectful but mom's being pretty clear in her messages <laughs> right i think i think maybe you might consider at least considering what mom has to say. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of a really good reading, but it made me laugh because it's like, I've had 10 other psychics tell me this.
1: Then why are you, why are you back sitting in front of me? You've got your message. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs>
2: right? The universe is talking scene. to us and you're, 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 you're just like not doing it. are the
1: fourth person that's told me that. Then what are we not hearing? That's exactly right. <laughs> what 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 are we not listening to? I mean, there's a difference in, you know, we we have a reader healer fair coming up, and Charles, you've been part of our reader healer fairs. <clears throat> Don't take this the wrong way. We we have people that come in and we'll see six psychics in the same day go from one to the other to the other. Now, what I would say is if you're getting the same messages, why do you need six people to tell you? But maybe you want to see a medium because that's their skill. Maybe you want to sit with a tarot reader for guidance for the next step. And maybe those are all different. But if you're asking the same question and getting the same answers, why do you need six people to tell you the same thing unless it's completely different, right? Because readers have different styles and different approaches and different gifts and different things, then yeah, I'll go see six people because you're going to have six really fantastic messages. But, you know, sometimes Spirit can't, don't you imagine this, Charles Spirit's like, we've told her like five times, what, what, what's the deal here? We've been trying to give her this information. Why is she not listening?
2: The the thought that always strikes me, I'm like, it must really be, and I certainly don't mean this blasphemous in any way, but it must really be a stinker to be Jesus. Cause you have, you know, five, six billion people praying to you all the time. And he's got to be thinking to himself, you don't even really believe in me. <laughs> right? And so I what what I what I was thinking about while you were talking, I thought, you know, in so many ways. And this is a, this may be more of a psychology thing, but it's something I recognize. I think a lot of people, myself included, was waiting for somebody to invite me into a life, right? So when a reader gives you a message about healing, you're like, well, I would very much like to be healed. No, this is not about you wanting to be healed. This is about the availability of healing for you. I know I want to be healed. No, not to play word games, but... (laughs) They're saying take two steps forward like a like a, a, a board game, right? Take two squares forward. Boom. Healed. Oh, I want to be healed. OK, but you have to take the two steps forward to be healed. I'm not. Are you listening to me? See, I think there's this this psychology thing about wanting to be invited. And um, this is about life in general. That you, nobody's inviting, nobody's going to invite you, nobody's going to invite you to be happy, nobody's going to invite you to be loved, nobody's going to invite you to be part of a community, you have to put on your wonkin shoes and do the work, just what you were saying earlier, right, you're going to get out there and meet people, and you're going to get out there and become a part of a community, and you know what, you might become a part of the wrong community, first, that's how you find the right community right? This is why we date people. This is why we don't marry the very first people we we date when we're like 14, right? Go to the roller skating rink and like, oh, she's mine for life. No, no, that won't work for a whole bunch of different reasons. This is how we find things. But I think that we're waiting to be invited. And so a lot of the messages that come through are inviting them to step forward, but you got to do the work. You got to put your shoes on, right? You want to be happy. You got to find some way to be happy. You have to find some things in your life that bring you happiness. You want to be loved. You got to love people. My shocker, of all the years I've done readings, my shocker all the time is the people who come into my office that want the world to change, but they're not willing to change. I don't understand that. That's not, spirit is offering. If you did something different, the path in front of you is un. Freaking believable. But if you do the same thing over and over, then you're going to get the same results. And I know that that's cliche, but it is. It's cliche only because it's so true. And that. So the messages that come through oftentimes are about those kind of changes. A, a change. When I talk about feeling separated, as a as a um, healing that sense of separation, right? All of our life is about healing. We think, well, I want to heal my shoulder. I want to heal my hip. This is about healing our lives. And more importantly, it's about healing our perceptions. I don't think that the universe, um, you know, poof, puts opportunities in front of us. So they might. But I think it's more likely that opportunities are all around you and all around me all the time. And I don't see them. And then all of a sudden, when I see the opportunity, I've let something go where all of a sudden I can see it. Almost like a sci-fi thing where now it's in focus, it's right here. And that's the work that I do with a lot of clients. This Your answers are not in Tucson or Houston or Kuala Lumpur. Your answers are right here. You just have to be willing to see them. You have to be willing to allow this. I, I, um, I know you're a mom, I'm not a parent, but there's something I think in our psyches that doesn't have to do with our physical parents. But I think we pick up this thing where we want to be, we want to struggle and we want to, um, we want to struggle and we want people to see us struggle. And the truth is, I don't even notice anyone else struggling. Hardly anyone else. That's not true. But hardly anyone else do I notice them struggling. Only me. So when I had stopped pushing myself to struggle because I was looking, I really wanted value I really wanted you to say, wow, you you've really worked hard on that and like go a lot. No one ever says that to me. <laughs> when I could say that to myself, when I could say that to myself, Jesus, you have really, you've solved some things in your life. You have really done good work for yourself. Not, I don't say that out loud to anybody. That's just inside my head. Then more opportunities come right? It's not about changing the world. It's about changing how I see the world. And that has been all of the, that's been every gift right there in one sentence. Just change how I see what's going on.
1: If we could, if we could get everybody on platform to change their perspective of the world, to erase the fears that are out there with everything that's going on out there, if we could get everyone to do that. Think about how magically transforming that would be for the whole world. To not see all the bad, to not see all the awful, to see the world is beautiful. The sun is out. The trees are growing. We're into spring. There's nothing to be afraid of. We're all okay. Everything is good. If we could get everybody in the world just to step into that perception We would transform magically everything out there in the environment.
2: Mahatma Gandhi, be the change you want to see in the world, right? If you want to live in a happier world, you got to find some way to be happy. Nobody owes you happiness, right? You have to find. And then, you know, do you want to be happier world? Then find a way to be happy. You want to live in a more prosperous world? Find a way to be more prosperous. You want to be in a world that's more connected? Find a way to be connected with people. Because that's where the healing happens, right? Um, there is a a sense of wanting to get those things out of order, right? That I could be happy once the world is happy. No, if you are identifying yourself as unhappy, you are part of the problem. Now, most people won't look in the mirror and say that, that I'm part of the problem. You're part of the problem. You're the unhappy, you're unhappy lady. That's you, not me. Really? Well, when you're pointing and calling someone lady, you sound pretty unhappy right there, right <laughs> be the change you want to see in the world it'll it absolutely transforms your life
1: every time you know for those you know you meet with a client that's a female and she wants her husband to make her happy it's his job or you meet with a mother and it's her children's job because they need to be behaving this way to make her happy And the truth is nobody is responsible for your happiness, but you, and you're the only one that understands what will make you happy and what is needed to be happy. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of truth. Happiness is not external. It's not what you can go buy, go connect with. It's about what's in here. What is happiness to you and how do you bring happiness in? How do you take time? Because when you do that, you're going to magnify it, bring more happiness in, right? It's just how this works. It right? is how it
2: works. It, it is how it works. And it, it is, maybe it is, Maybe the problem is, is that it is deceptively easy. Well, you don't get it. I'd be happy if I had a bigger house, or I'd be happy if I had a, a Tesla, or I'd be happy if I got that new job or the promotion at work, but- I've been there. I, you know, I finally gave up my corporate world thing, but I was never happy. I got the, I got the promotion. I mean, I've always been a, I think happy, happier than a lot of people I run across, but there was no inherent happiness in the promotion at work. I've lived in the big house. I've lived in the tiny apartment. I've driven the crappy car. I've driven the super nice car. The happiness, I'll give you an example of this. Um, Over the last 10 years, I've really physically gotten much more healthy, and it, it looks good on me, and it's just great. What I realized one day is that I had been thinner and been unhappy, and I had been heavier and been unhappy. The common denominator was unhappy, that it never had to do with wearing that size waist or wearing that size waist. And when I let all of that go, then all of a sudden, my body, no lie all of a sudden my body started to come into focus because then it wasn't, I wasn't trying to, you know, you know, if I had the waist of a 20 year old, dude, you're not a 20 year old. You're multiples of 20. Right? <laughs> like, you're never, you're never going to wear what you wear when you were 20, but does it look good on you? Do you look good? Is your energy good? Do people respond to that? That's the important thing. If not, then I'm just hung up on, you know, I'll never wear a 29 inch waist again. <laughs> no, you probably won't. <laughs>
1: Probably right, got. Right. You
2: know? But we get caught up in that. That's part of, you know what, the last thing on this, this is part of the culture we're in, because we're all trying to sell people something. Right. So the sales thing is, you know, your super thin body or your super beautiful hair, those women in the, in the Prel commercials, I think it's Prel they were born with that hair there's nothing in a bottle that will make people's hair look like that you have beautiful thick hair i've never had thick hair in my life there's not a shampoo on earth that makes me look like a man with a full head of hair even before it turned gray it just didn't work that way right and but but we link all these things together she looks luxurious and she's beautiful and she's thin and she's got this this beautiful head of hair (laughs) prowl Right. So it's disconnecting from the culture we're in, too. I want you to be happy. I want you to live in the house that you want to live in. I don't want you to live in the house that because you're trying to keep up with the Joneses or live in the house that your mom thinks you should live in. Right. If mom wants to buy you that house, that's a whole different deal. But generally, mom wants you to live in that house so she can retire with you. Not because (laughs) Right. I want you to have room that I can come retire with you and live there, not because she wants you to have that yeah, have the things that you want.
1: I totally agree. You know, it's been amazing getting to spend some time with Charles. If you want to check out his classes, his events, we do have a web page on our website that's just for Charles and his classes. But he also has a website that we will put in the bottom here where you can check out his events. Um, He actually does events all over town, including ISIS uh, for heaven's sake, soul inspiration and discover your spiritual gifts. So no matter where you live in the city, you can get connected to his class and his class schedule, which is pretty, pretty awesome to be able to connect. Charles, what do you have on your agenda for the next few weeks? What are you doing? Because I know you're always out there doing different things.
2: You know, I do a a seance every month at ISIS. So I encourage someone who's interested in that and checking that out. You've attended that before. Mm -hmm. Um, And the class schedule uh, is on the website, which is posted below. You know, or if you want to just drop me a note and say, hi, I'm all about that. Um, I know this is kind of time-driven. So what's coming up uh, at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, we're doing flame readings. I think it's the 10th of June, whatever that Saturday is. Mm-hmm. That's a fun class. And I, I
1: it, love that. I've done it with him twice. Yep. If I could sneak into his classes, he has a tendency to teach when I'm teaching. So I don't get to pop into his classes like I used to, but I used to, I think his classes a long time ago were on Fridays. And so I would pop in and attend his classes on Fridays and get to do all these cool things. But our schedule seems to clash more than it aligns so that I can sneak in and do his classes. But his flame readings are amazing. Every once in a while, we get him at a psychic fair at our center. So you just always have to check the schedule.
2: October, I think. I'm going to be there. Yeah.
1: So he'll be at the October one. And he does readings at ISIS. So you could schedule time and actually go see him. And he does readings at his office. So there are lots of ways to kind of connect and get a reading. I like getting readings. He has a tendency to make me cry when I come, but it's all good tears when I it's all come good and tears. Hang out. I hope. <laughs> it's all good tears.
2: It's all good tears.
1: Uh, Charles, thank you so much for taking the time and your busy schedule to hang out. Like I said, before we got on, we'll have to get you on here on a regular basis because he and I could literally talk for hours on different topics and have a lot of fun. So we'll have to have him back on the show.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for listening. I hope we get to see you in person at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts or on one of our activities. We look forward to getting to meet you in person or just come in and say hi, but thanks for listening. And I hope you'll check out and subscribe and follow us on our channels.
0: Are you seeking an online spiritual education resource? Do you crave to know more about various topics of spirituality? Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Academy offers a wide variety of programs, including Crystal Alchemy, Tarot, The Journey of the Fool, a Record Reading Certification, and much more. These online courses allow you to learn on your schedule and at your own pace. You can find out more at www.discoveryourspiritualgifts.academy. Thank you for joining us. To find out more about Violet, head over to discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. You can also send a personal message to Violet through email, violet at If you love this show, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Until next time, remember, we are all meant to have abundant and joyful lives. We hope to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.